didn't understand my Aunt Jeannie. Spirit of prophecy on her, y'all. Praise God for today. Thank Amen. God. Amen. That old, old experience. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Appreciate the Lord. Appreciate what I'm feeling already here this morning. Amen. Feel like the Lord wants to help us. Amen. I also know that Satan wants to destroy us. Yes, he does. And there are times when through poison or whatever, we become offended at things. Let's be careful not to be offended. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And we'll start with verse 8. And it's good having everyone. Everyone. Second Kings chapter 6. And if you would stand with us, those who are able, as we take our text here this morning. Second Kings chapter 6 and verse 8. Then the king of Syria war against Israel. And took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him, and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not serve me? Uh, I'm sorry. Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, But Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, And they came by nigh and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host, a large army, compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, 
We thank You for this opportunity, Lord, to bring forth Thy Word. Lord, we pray, Lord, that You would bind all spiritual opposition and all of the attacks of Satan that may come. And I pray, Lord, here right now that You would open our hearts and our minds and our souls unto You, Lord. We know, Lord, that there is more to be seen than what we see. And I pray, Lord, this morning that You would help us, Lord, and anoint these uh, feeble lips of clay to be able to say Thy Word and to profess Thy Word that, Lord, some may become able to see and to understand and to obey. Come by, help us, we pray. In your blessed and holy and righteous name, we do pray it. In the name of Jesus, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Had another verse I want to read to you too. Psalm 119 and 18, it says, Open thine eyes, mine eyes, open mine eyes, that I may behold the wondrous thing out of thy law. This morning, if the Lord helped me, I'd like to preach on open our eyes. Open our eyes. You know, uh, who in here can see me raising my hand here and shaking it? Huh? You can't see? You can't? Okay. Huh? Some of you don't. Okay, let me ask it again. This is called class participation here. Who in here can see me waving my hand? All right, thank you. That lets me know that we all have physical sight that we can see. And, um, but yet, our eyes cannot fully explain sight. These eyeballs. There are documented cases and there are some that are still yet alive today that are able to see without the help of eyeballs. One particular uh, young boy, and uh, when he was very young, I think as a baby, he already had cancer cells in his eyes and had to have those eyes removed. And so his mother kept praying for the Lord to heal him. To heal him. And so she, uh, she would ride to work and uh, he'd be riding in the back seat in his car seat, you know. And she, as she'd go by, she'd say, to my right is uh, such and such a building. To the left, such and such a building. Back and forth, back and forth, you know, as he went through the street. And of course, there was always times she couldn't get them just exactly right. And so one day, he got to uh, saying, oh, I see such and such a building, and I see such and such a building, and I see such and such a building. And she stopped the car and she said, now you, you just got that memorized, don't you? He said, no, Mama, I see. Huh? They went and had him tested. They cannot explain. They called him a savant. But all I can tell you is, he can see without eyes. Yeah. There is more to sight than seeing through eyeballs. Yeah. 
And that's what I want to preach to us here today about. Because, um, you know, we do today have things that can mechanically see. Huh? We have lenses and x-rays and sonograms and all kind of grams out there that can see into, out of, away from uh, something. I, I had to do a uh, type of a test where I swallowed a camera. And that camera did a remote colonoscopy and a stomachoscopy with me, which is very, very weird. Uh, especially when they gave me copy to be able to see it. And, uh, and so, you know, that's from inside of me. Well, then we've got these new satellites up there. Sometimes I can remember the name of, what's the name of that new one up there, Brother Ron? Good. Huh? James Webb's uh, satellite. It's seeing farther out into space than we've ever seen before. Woo! What's amazing to me is sometimes what we're seeing out there is no longer there. That's just that's the crazy part about it. But anyway, uh, I'm talking about sight. Okay, and so we have these different uh, uh, mechanical devices that can see, yet it's only been recently that we have had machines that are able to do facial recognition. Okay. We got Google Lens. You ever tried Google Lens? Huh? Supposed to be able to take your phone and point it at something and it'll, it'll tell you it's a chair or whatever. Or you point it at it and it's supposed to look it up and help find where it's at. And of course, the things that I'm always asking for it to locate, it can never find. But anyway, uh, we've got those things now that mechanically using other machines, they're able to do stuff that... Um, but it's just recently that that's, I'm, I'm talking very recently, it hadn't been that way before. If they, when they, during the wars before, World War Two, uh, and part of World War One, they take photographs of the ground, okay? But yet it took a man to look at those photographs to be able to distinguish what it is. Yeah. Okay? I'm talking about open our eyes. <clears throat> Even so, there are times we can look at somebody and perceive that it's either a good person or a bad person. Or a successful person or a poor person. As long as that other person is not trying to deceive us. You know what I'm saying? Okay? And... And only, um, it's increasingly becoming in our country that saying that said you can't judge a book by its cover. Who's ever heard that? Yes. Huh? Can I tell you, how many of you in here have ever judged a book by its cover? All of us. Huh? Of course. There's some books I can look at and I can tell, I don't want to read that book. There are some books I look at and I say, I don't want to see them pictures in there. Come on. Well, we can do that. We are able. Why? Because there's something different about us. And we do have a, a physical sight that has a lot of judgment and things that can happen. We even 
In our country today, we have a tendency to rank sin. Huh? How do you rank sin? Hmm? Today, it seems like sin is kind of ranked the number one sin that most people, if you ask people, what is the number one sin in, in the world? And a lot of people say child molestation. And then it kind of comes into being a rapist or a wife or a husband stealer. Am I, am I getting it about right? Huh? Is that about right? It's being the worst sins, you know? They don't even count murder, where, which I've got as number four here, or burglary, or lying. How many count lying as a terrible sin? I do still, but I can tell you there's a lot of people that don't. Huh? Arson, horse thieves. Horse thieves used to be the number one sin almost in America because if you stole somebody else's horses, they would hang you by a tree. That's how bad horse thieves were back then. As you can tell, it's not near as bad today. Now in America, I hope y'all don't get upset with me. Now in America, the worst sin is abortion. Or an abortion supporter. Never mind if somebody else that's calling that lies and extorts and has no common sense and is a multiple adulterer or adulteress as long as they don't believe in abortion. I'm sorry. That is just an example of the blindness of sin and of God and of spiritual things of this life. Those who have spiritual enlightenment uh, that's been open to them, they can look and see things and see actions of things that are being done. And they are able to understand about sin and darkness and the distortion uh, of things that are out there and to be able to point to the good things. Today, our society is turning things that they say is good into evil and from evil into good. That's right. And so, sight is both physical and spiritual. Things that people see sometimes cannot be explained by mere sight. Are you like that? Are there things that you see you can't always explain? Something, an added something? I'm talking about our spiritual sight. Can we see Spiritually. There is there's a lot of sight that can be learned. Just reading the Word of God will teach you habits and things to look at other people and how they act. And to be able to judge their intentions. Read Proverbs. Y'all with me here? Okay. Just read Proverbs. And that will teach you a lot. But there is still a difference between being taught that and having your spiritual eyes open. 
Big difference. There are a lot of great people who still have their eyes spiritually closed. Isaiah 29 and 10 says, For the Lord hath poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep, and hath closed your eyes. The prophets and your rulers and the seers hath uh, he covered. And the vision of all is become unto you as words of a book that is sealed which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it's sealed. And the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not learned. There's differences here. Some that are learned, but they cannot understand. I've had very smart people tell me before, I've read the Bible. I've read the Bible. But yet, they haven't really read the Bible. You can read the Bible black, white, and red, according to what, how your, your Bible looks, and yet be missing on major uh, spiritual truths in there because... I hope you don't get offended. You're spiritually blind. You're blind. Isaiah is saying, he's talking to people who at one time could see spiritually. But yet because of their sin and their actions and because of them turning away from God, they became blind. This prophet... Prophet Elisha, one of my favorite old time prophets, one of the men that uh, did have a double portion of Elijah's. He rose, uh, he, uh, he prayed and people were uh, risen from the dead. He gave sight to the blind. Uh, he uh, brought healing to different people. Also, he cursed and those people ended up dying. There was one particular point, I think it was Elisha or was it Elijah, that called fire down from heaven from some people that were trying to get a hold of him. These are not fairy tales. These things really happened. Huh? You might say, I don't believe all that. It's because your eyes are closed. Huh? We serve a great God. An awesome God. An alive God. A God that is concerned with you and your individual life right now. He is concerned, my wife said, with every hair, every hair of your head is numbered. Now he's had to erase several numbers on my head, but anyway, uh, he is concerned with them. He knows them and he knows you personally. Jesus even tells in Matthew 13. And 13 through 14 said, Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seen, okay, get this, they seen, see not. And hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. 
And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. Okay? If the Lord has blessed you and begin to open your eyes, but yet in time you begin to get to the place you say, I cannot see. I don't think so anymore. God's changed me on that. A lot of times it is because you closed your heart off to the spiritual sight that God has already given um, in these scriptures, I don't know about you, but I want to be able to see better. I want to be able to hear better. I want to be able to tell the difference between the real and the fake. Between the truth and a lie. Years ago, my mom asked me to read a book and it was about this uh, supposed warlock here in America that had gotten saved. And so I read this book, and when I brought it back to her, she said, what do you think about it? I said, I don't think much of it at all. She said, what do you mean? I said, 90% of the book was about the wicked stuff he had done, and 10% was about him getting saved. I said, I don't think it's real. And you know what she said? Huh. You just can't see. But in about five years, she came back to me and she said, how did you know? How did you know? I said, what are you talking about? They found out that that guy was a fake. Mm. Woo! I didn't know for a fact back. All I know is my spirit did not bear witness with that spirit, amen? And just like we are to know that we are children of God, His Spirit will bear witness with our spirit that we are a son of God. Oh, I don't have to tell you if you're saved. I don't have to tell you if you're in the right spirit. The Spirit of the Lord will tell us. But we've got to open our eyes. Our spiritual eyes. And so... Blindness has come to a lot of people. When we say, I don't believe in God, that helps close your eyes. Okay? That does not mean if you've never been saved or never been right with God, doesn't mean that you can't get right. It doesn't mean that if uh, it was just a time in your life, God doesn't call you later. Aren't you glad for second chances? Aren't you glad that God doesn't give up on us? But oh, the reason we can't see some things is because we have become spiritually blinded. Spiritually blinded. When the Lord called Saul on the road to Damascus, you remember that? He was there and, uh, and the Lord was speaking to him and called him. He said, Saul, Saul, why kickest thou against the pricks? And so they had this conversation. Part of that conversation over in Acts 26 and 18 was to tell Paul, I'm sorry, Saul, whose name got changed to Paul, part of his job mission. You know what it was? To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light 
and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Talking about Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Folks, you can take all the psychoanalyzing, you can take all the counseling, you can take all of the, um, what do they call that, discipling or discipleship that they're doing in churches, and you can stay blind the entire time and backslide and never make it to God, never make it to heaven, because your eyes are closed spiritually. We need our eyes to be opened. Open. Huh? Have you ever felt somebody was in the wrong spirit? Woo! Hmm. They didn't have to say nothing to you. You just kind of scoot over a little bit, huh? Anybody ever have a feeling like that? There are sometimes even people who are not open spiritually wise uh, can tell extreme evil from people. And they, you know, on the bus or the subway, they'll scoot over, huh? But I'm talking about having a spirit that you can tell. There are some. Hey, what's your name? Do I know you from somewhere? Some of you Christians know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes. You go all the way across the country or into another part of the world and you meet up with somebody and you think, I know them from somewhere. Huh? What is this? And then you get to ask them you never met, no family connection, no business connection, no nothing. And you say, well, do you go to church? Say, oh, yeah. I love Jesus. Huh? And there's that connection right there. Huh? The Spirit. Folks, we have got to have the Spirit of God within us. We don't need just to get a little portion, folks. We need to get all that we can. We need to pray through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And But I can tell you something. Your eyes can change just at salvation. Because when I got saved, when I got up from the altar and looked around, and looked across that, and it was a large congregation, probably 300 at that time. I looked around there and I thought, wow, everybody's saved. <laughs> I found out later they all weren't saved. <laughs> but my sight was different. Right, right. I was beginning to see differently. Amen. Amen. So here this morning, I'm hoping and praying that something I say will stir you to try to draw closer to Jesus Christ. Only He can open the truth to you. Only He can open your spiritual eyes. There are other things out there on the website. If you uh, Google spiritual eyes, you will find all kind of garbage that's out there. And many of those spiritual things that they talk about is open up your demonic eyes to shut them even more so that all you can see is evil and wrong and uh, how people treat us wrong and how people do wrong and how this one, that, in a critical spirit. Aren't we living in a country full of that right now? 
That's because they've opened their eyes to the or closed their eyes to the right things. So here, listen to this in Second Corinthians three and fourteen. It said, "But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil." is done away in Christ. Their minds. Their minds. When I got saved, truly saved, I gave my heart and my life to the Lord when I was eight years old. Huh? Got baptized down at the little Baptist church down on Tybee Island. Huh? Isn't that wonderful? Huh? Of course, I was fighting my cousins after that. And within about a year and a half, I was cussing a little bit and smoking. And just a few years after that, I, you know, all the other things young people get into. Huh? I was no more saved than that doorknob back there. Hmm? What happened? Well, first of all, I was pretty young and they had all kind of wrong teachings going on. I gotta hurry. I gotta hurry. But needless to say, when I turned, I was about 13 or 14 years old. Nikki Cruz had a, a, a meeting at the uh, Savannah Civic Center. Uh, Nikki Cruz was the main character in The Cross of the Switchblade. He was that gangster that was so wicked and evil and demonic that God got a hold of and saved. He made uh, a lot of changes in his life. Uh, he, uh, I don't know how he is now, but I, from what I think and understand, I think he's held on. But here's the thing. Huh? When I went down to that altar, 13 years old, standing on the front pew. I say this one tonight. Huh? Maybe I was just telling somebody on the side. Anyway, uh, 13 years old on the front of the Civic Center there, and he's talking, and something gets a hold of my legs, and they just feel like water. And I'm getting convicted about the things, you know. I thought I was good. Man, I, didn't I have just a past, you know? One time, gets me out of everything in the future. huh? But I began to realize, I began to realize I didn't have what was right. 13 years old. So when he made an altar call, you know what I did? I came to the front. Who wants to be saved? I won't be saved. Because in here, I knew I was lost. Amen. Huh? If you're only saved intellectually, there's still a little doubt. That's right. Come on. Amen. And so I went to, went to the altar. And wouldn't you know it? They had all kinds of counselors there, but the counselor I got was the Baptist man. <laughs> a, uh, a strong Calvinist, I should say. And he said, uh, so what you want prayer for? I said, I need to be saved. I want to get a hold of what that man had up there. He said, well, let me ask you, have you ever been saved before? I said, yeah. He said, well, you're already saved. <laughs> Take a step back. Huh? You're already saved. 
We just need to ask the Lord to revive them again. You know in your heart right now, not based on intellect, but your feelings. I'm either going to go to heaven or hell. And you can tell yourself, I'm not saved. Come on. Or I am saved. But you know. People in the nursing home ask me a lot of times, can I save her or my boss? Huh? I don't know. What are you? Are you saved or lost? Huh? Amen. You'll know. Why? Because your spirit will bear witness with his spirit or your witness will not bear witness with what I'm preaching right now. Okay? And so, people's minds become blinded. They cannot see. And, uh, and so, the thing about it is, though, when we come unto Jesus Christ, when we ask the Lord, Lord, will you save me? I think a lot of people think that's just joining a club or, or making a, an acquaintance with people or becoming part of a big church so you can be part of some activity. That's not salvation. Salvation and membership have nothing to do with each other. If we're saved, the Spirit of God will bear witness with our spirit. Not just once. Off and on. When you get down to pray, the Lord will let you know I'm saved or I'm not saved. I want to say to you, if you're in doubt here today, today's a good day to get it settled, to get it nailed down. Amen? It doesn't have to take a week. It doesn't have to take a month of praying every day, all that. You don't have to do that. Believe it in faith that the Lord will save you and He will. Huh? And then when you start talking to Him, Lord, Lord, bear witness in my heart. If I'm right. Huh? Bear witness if I'm saved. And I want to tell you something, folks. When you get saved, you will not be a brother Jeff or a sister Teresa. Huh? What are you talking about, brother Jeff? What I mean is, you will be a babe in Christ. You will be a small child in Christ. And as a Christian, we have to grow. Yeah. Huh? And if we'll trust the Lord, He will bring us along. I've seen it over and over and over again where uh, the Lord saved somebody. Uh, and I, we've had it before. And I, after a little bit, I'm thinking, oh, that's going to really hurt them. That's really going to hurt them spiritually-wise, some of the stuff they were doing. I go to mention it to them, and they say, Brother Jeff, the Lord dealt with me about that last night. Yeah. What? Yeah. The Lord will save us. Praise yes. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want my spiritual eyes open. I want my spiritual antenna open. Yes. 
not open to every demonic, sinful thing that's around, every distracting thing that may be around. Huh? Yeah. I want my attention on the Lord. Huh? So, here this morning, I want to ask you, do you want to make a change? Yes. After I got saved, I, I told you I thought everybody was saved. But then there got to be a place where I began to realize some are saved and some are not saved. Some are in the Spirit and some are not in the Spirit. Okay? Uh, I began to realize that. I remember when it dawned on me that people with the Holy Ghost could tell I didn't have the Holy Ghost when I got to trying to woo, 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 huh? Yeah. There's a difference. And it told. Amen. We need to have our spiritual eyes open. We need to have our souls saved. Teresa, come be getting us a song if you can. Hey, Leroy. How about go ahead and sit down back there for me? Thank you. <clears throat> but um, we need our spiritual eyes opened. We don't need them closed. How would you like to go through life physically blind? Well, maybe I might be one of them others. Well, you might be, but chances are probably slim that you wouldn't be like one of those savants. Okay? Yeah. There are times I can see the world on different people. There's a smile or a glow on their face. Huh? I've even seen people I could tell the Lord was upon them and they didn't look too happy. Huh? But there was a difference between them and the sinner folk. Huh? I want to be Christian. I want to be saved. I want to be right with God. So I guess I want to ask y'all, do you want to be a Christian? Do you want to be right with God? Do you want your spiritual eyes open to be able to see? My wife, she bought a Bible that she recommends to people. And I told her, I said, that's a cheater's Bible. What are you talking about? Well, she read to me something that the commentator wrote about in the Bible. I never read him. I hadn't read Matthew Henry. I hadn't read these other things. I had prayed on them scriptures for a while. Right, right. And the Lord had revealed them to me. Right. Be able to see. So you can look at the Bible in black and red and white. But then you can look into the Bible. 
to see those nuggets that God's got for us. I don't know about you, but I want to see. I want to see. Will you be able to recognize him in Christ if you're here when he comes? Huh? The most wicked, evil, deceptive person there is. Will you be able to recognize him? He said yes. But only if you're a Christian. Hopefully some of us will be Christians be gone by then. Just going out of here. But um, I want to tell you something. Have you ever been fooled by somebody? Boyfriend or girlfriend? Just a friend or a neighbor? And they deceived you. You wonder why? There are exceptions. I didn't, I didn't know. Anyway, there are exceptions. But sometimes the Lord doesn't show somebody something that's right under their nose. But by and large, God will help show you things. Help you to understand things. So frustrated. Trying to do a business deal. Business. Hadn't made that money. And I talked to my wife. Hey, I got this guy. I think that he's going to invest. I think it's going to be all good. Bring him around. They talk nice. They never said anything wicked. Never said anything bad. And I left, and my wife looks at me and says, Don't do that. It's not going to evil. You know what I said? Why? Give me the reasons. I can't give you the reasons why. So, me, logical brother Jeff Butler, just walked right on into that business deal only to get burned very badly. I hate some of y'all just say, well, that's just woman's intuition. It's the Holy Ghost. To be able to recognize. I had a preacher come preach for me one time. Things felt strange. I couldn't put my finger on. I'd ask them all the right questions. Huh? He checked off all the answers the way it should be. He preached for us. Went to the next place, and that man, he really, he, he not only had the Holy Ghost, he had, he could see things. He put, that man preached for him one night. He sat him down, asked him the same questions that I did, but then he asked one of those same questions in a little different turn, and the man said, yeah, yeah. Basically, my wife is. I'm not, but my wife is. I want to be able to see Spiritual wise. 
But more than being able to see, I want to be able to make it to heaven. Let's stand all across the house. Open our eyes that we may see. I feel like I really, really kind of just messed this one up. It just doesn't seem, I don't know if I'm getting to you. But I want you to see so badly. I get a lot of questions a lot of times. Why? 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 The reason why is because your eyes are wide. And you can't see spiritually. That's Brother Jane. When our eyes are open spiritually, we Heads bowed and eyes closed all across the house. Who in here would like to be saved and ask the Lord, Lord, would you please open my spiritual eyes that I can follow your way all the way to heaven? Is there someone here this morning? Just raise your hand so that I know be able to pray for you especially. I see one. this stump that I've been tripping over all these years. Help me, Lord, to be able to see why and be able to get on through. Who'll raise your hand today? Okay, I'll take the bottle head. All right. So I'm going to ask you if you would. I know we got a lot of visitors. Ladies, Pray on the side of the piano song. Men, pray on the side of the drums. So come, let's seek the Lord here this morning. Let's ask God to help.